0: Hey, everybody. We're three days from the NFL Draft here in Nashville. I'm pumped. Everybody's pumped. We're going to have a lot of content for you this week. We're going to have a reaction through the draft in the weekend. But right now, I'm going to send you back to Bobby and I as we do picks 15 through 32. The Panthers uh, have several needs, and they're one of those teams that could really take a step back or... They could be right in the mix. They're at a kind of an interesting crossroads. I think the Titans are, are, are in that crossroads, too. And a lot of it is quarterback play. I think if the board plays out like this, I think they're going to look pass Rusher. And I think they're going to take Burns from Florida State. And this guy, for me, I hear people bragging on him a lot. And there's a lot to like, a lot of productivity, and the guy looks – like you mentioned uh, last week on our podcast, the first guy off the bus—he—he he looks like he should be that guy. But Brian Burns, six four, two forty nine. He ran the forty yard dash in four five three. Yeah,
1: that's, that's but moving.
0: If you watch the tape, and I've heard some people brag. Oh, if you watch this tape, got to take some plays off. And the guy does that kind of standard Florida State thing where it's like, yeah, you—you are a five star, this or that. I—I I don't know, and I'm not going to judge this guy's character from watching him on Saturdays, but I'm just saying. He's not like some of these other guys. There is some risk there. The guy played a lot. He was a two and a half year starter at Florida State. Obviously, not easy. Twenty four sacks. So yeah, right here, the, some people are going to think Burns should go earlier just because of just because of his his measurables. Um, but for me, he was not great against the run. He's your more traditional go after the passer type. But for me, I, I, the Titans. I see him mocked to the Titans. Some he, he scares me a little bit. He looks like Javon Curse if you just look at him. But uh, I don't. I, I don't. I'll, there's a lot of these guys that look the part that do not translate. So he's he's that guy for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, Florida State this year was just a, a complete disaster, and, and even the year before. I mean, there, there wasn't really anybody. If you look at Florida State's. Uh, uh, yeah, watch any of their games that you thought man this guy's an overachiever this guy's playing out of his mind i think especially last year they kind of just <laughs> packed it in um but again you, you can't knock the size on this kid um and the speed but I, I kind of fall into your line of thinking watch a couple games i watched him play um a couple of primetime games this year and just you know a guy this hyped should be a guy that sticks out on film to you and, and he didn't do that for me
0: so for me i think this is the point usually after 15 and we saw this especially last year so many uh interior offensive linemen went from 15 on and i, I just think that's the way there are so few of these guys that are come out ready to play i think they they go for top end talent among the bigs and uh, i think the Giants obviously. <laughs> Uh, with issues they've had on their offensive line. You mentioned how much they're going to depend on their running game next year. Whether they draft a guy or not, they're they're probably going to try to trot Eli out there one more year. They're going to at least start that way probably. We'll see. Some people feel really high on the sky. Some people don't. The guy is a good pass blocker. Andre Dillard from Washington State. He looks the part. 6'5", 3'15". This guy played a lot. He was a three-year starter. I I think you saw the desperation for them when they, I mean, when they gave all that money to Nate Solder last year, so I think in the, with their second first round pick, I think they'll take the opportunity to just take the highest lineman on their board.
1: Well, yeah, I mean it's either going to be protect Eli or protect the guy that's coming in after Eli, uh, and this is you know a, a good kind of cornerstone piece to put on that O line um, and build towards the future and and continue to support that running game that they have there that's going to carry them probably this year because. Uh, Eli and his uh, spaghetti arm uh, aren't aren't getting any better.
0: Absolutely. Similar thing at 18. Besides the Arizona Cardinals, to me, the worst offensive line in the NFL last year was Minnesota Vikings. And I think they had patchwork success in 17, had a really good season. So I think they thought they could move forward with it. And that really hurt them. If you watch them play – Um, Kirk Cousins needs a good offensive line and they didn't have it. And it really kept them and wasted a year uh, of their contention because they feel like contenders. So what are they going to do? They're going to take the best lineman available. And before you guys laugh at all these picks, go rewatch, uh, last year's draft, especially from 15 on, uh, you mentioned Juwan Taylor. This guy is got a, a low floor and a high ceiling. But these guys work as much as they don't. The guy's physically uh, got the tools, 6'5", 313. And uh, he graded out pretty well as as a pass blocker. I think they desperately need a right tackle. And this guy's got the measurables. They beat us to death with his arm length. This guy's 35-1-8, which is freakish. Uh, The guy's strong. Yeah, the guy needs some polish. He played a lot for three years uh, for Florida. I think this guy's going to be a good pro. I think if he's here... Uh, this is a guy that somebody could reach on before, but I think this would be a no-brainer for the Vikings because they were so bad. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think uh, once the first, uh, you know, couple of these offensive linemen go, I think there's going to be a run of them. I mean, it's you know, kind of a chain reaction, right? Nobody wants to n- m- miss out on their year. guy, and and we see it every year. I mean, it might be a different position that you yeah. see it at, but uh, I think that'll kickstart that. And 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 personally, I like this guy better than what's uh, yeah. The, the yeah, last you do, and there's a lot about.
0: to like. Yeah, and a lot of people are, and it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. This guy is your upside pick, and um, some of these other guys are more plug-and-play, and it's just going to be a matter of who who's picking. But I think they might be interchangeable, but I think we're going to see a lot of these guys uh, picked at this point. Uh, for me, Bobby – this brings us to to the Titans, and uh, this will be exciting if you're a Titans fan. I, I really think 19 is a position, and especially with our needs, we're going to see a guy fall that we want. And we're going to have, yeah, we, we need another uh, interior offensive lineman. Uh, right guard right now would be Corey Levin, who I know the front office likes, but we need another guy that we think would be at least as good as him coming out. Um, and so there's going to be a lot of people just assume we're going to take an interior offensive lineman. I, I think we... There's a scenario where we don't take one until the third or fourth round. People are going to think that's crazy, but uh, it depends on who they like. And I think what they've done the last few – since John Robinson's been the general manager, they have taken a need pick, and he's fallen in love with players and traded up, and we've had less picks because of that uh, generally. So I think this is a year hopefully he stays put, and he kind of picks the best player on the board – Uh, Yeah, we're in win-now mode, so yeah, it's going to be a pass rusher. It might be a defensive tackle, uh, outside shot of a receiver if they just love somebody that thinks not going to be there at 51. Generally, uh, for me, I think they're going to look uh, defensive line here. In most years, Dexter Lawrence wouldn't be here, and I still don't think uh, 100% that he will be Bobby. But we've gone through, and I looked at the needs for every one of these guys – Believe it or not, a lot of these top 15 teams, they they at least have a functional or better defensive tackle or nose tackle. Dexter Lawrence is 6'4", 342. He's a beast. He's a good athlete. A lot of people criticize his pass rush ability, but I think they're just looking at raw stats because obviously there were other people on that team and on that defensive line and front seven that got after the quarterback. Bobby, uh, do you think we have a chance to see Dexter Lawrence here? i
1: mean if we do i think the titans will definitely snag him um i think uh just kind of like your your mock you know i've been kind of following around looking at, at at what you had when you sent it to me um and yeah i mean unless teams kind of draft uh best player available instead of need um i could see him possibly being there at that spot um and he's one of those dudes that's a game record, demands a double team, um, and he'll be, will be a plug and play dude. And he will just make everybody around him a lot better. Um, he certainly did that. A yeah, I mean, yeah. and and they missed him when he wasn't there uh, during the playoff. But absolutely, um,
0: he's got perfect measurables for the position. And in a three four defense to play nose tackle, uh, we've had we've gotten lucky because we've had just some glue there. We've had a kind of interchangeable guys there. Um, I think this guy would solidify that position. Jarrell Casey would play. He would just – it would be – they'd be perfect playing next to each other. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine uh, Jarrell Casey not having to
1: deal with uh, getting double teamed all the time because this guy's going to eat up two to three blockers? Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah, and and Jonathan Hankins did his best. And, you know, we were lucky that it kind of worked out because if not, it would have been not great. We had – really when you look at everything, we had a top five, top ten defense last year, a big part of that. Was a lot of the parts around Casey, because Casey got hurt and we still we still hung in there. This guy, if he hits, if he stays healthy, he could be really, really good. You a lot every year, defensive tackles they get sort of pushed down the line. Oh, and then I see, I see this guy. Oh, they'll take somebody's gonna take him at 30. This guy is not lasting to 30 unless there's something we don't know about on his health. Here's the thing, these guys every year, I said last year, Vita Vey. Oh, Vita is going to go 24, or we're going to get Vita Vey. No, we're not, because Tampa Bay took him at 11, because you, if a guy like that falls to 11, you don't have guys that are 340 pounds that can basically dance on the field. If you watch this guy's tape, he gets after people. He's an extremely good player. A big part of me thinks he won't be here, uh, but hopefully, uh, if you're a Titans fan, pray that, quarterbacks go, skill positions that other people go that, that we're not picking. So a guy like this can fall to us.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I think if he's there, that's definitely who they're going to go with. And I think that's their guy uh, that they pegged, uh, you know, early on in the process.
0: So if it plays out like this, Bobby, I think in the, in the uh, front office war room for the Titans, I think these are the players generally that the Titans will be picking from, and I think our listeners will be interested in seeing who, who's who. I think would be uh, on the board. Obviously Lawrence uh, Tillery uh, from Notre Dame. We talked about him last week. He's moving up because people are, are getting. Well, it's the same thing about Lawrence. I don't. I don't. He's not as big as Lawrence, but this guy offers a lot. And a guy that can generate pass rush. Both these guys did from that position. When you get when you get pass rush from from different angles, you're a different type of team. That's how you make a good or great quarterback have a long day is you get after him, especially from breaking that uh, pocket from the middle. So you'll see these guys go much higher uh, than, than they're mocked. Tillery, uh, Jeffrey Simmons, who's uh, recovering from an ACL, which they I think people assume he's going to play this year. I, I don't know. You never know with an ACL. People come back quicker and quicker all the time. He's a really good player for Mississippi State. Uh, DJ Metcalf, I don't think he's going to be the first receiver taken. A lot of people mock him to there, and we'll talk about him uh, maybe in a bit. But uh, this guy did not have the production to merit that. Yeah, he's, he, he's super fast and everything. I think Chase Winovich from Michigan is a really good player. A lot of people see him in early second round. That's the kind of guy that John Robinson has historically kind of fallen in love with. Zach Allen from Boston College. Rashawn Gary, who gets a really hard time for not living up to his five. Yeah, goal. I give
1: him a really hard time too. Both of those Michigan but he, guys.
0: He had pretty good. He had pretty good production, and somebody's going to pick him pretty soon around here. Not a bad player. Uh, we'll see. And uh, Grant Lindstrom, the guard um, from Boston College, somebody's going to pick him around here too. And so those are the guys that I think they'll be picking. And if Lawrence happens to be here, I think it'd be a pretty easy decision, like you said. I, I think uh, Rashawn Gary is a risk, but at 20, he uh, doesn't become a, a big risk because I think his floor is he he's big enough to, to play the run pretty well. And if you pick him at 20 and he's not a superstar, he just needs to be a starter for you. And I think he is that. I can see the Steelers going there at 20.
1: Yeah, and I think that your big board of the Titans is is spot on. Lawrence, Tillery, and then the rest of these guys is kind of how I think uh, it, it's playing out right now, especially with uh, them recently meeting with Tillery. Um, yep. You know, I think that's kind of where they're going uh, in that direction. I bet they
0: love Tillery. I bet they do, yeah, and I, and I don't know why
1: they wouldn't. I, bet they I mean, him. you know, he's not as uh, wide as Dexter Lawrence, but but he's taller. I mean, he's a bigger body, longer arms. Um, you know, it, it's kind of just depends on what they want at that position between the two of these guys and, and who they think is a better fit. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be disappointed if I was a Titans fan getting Tillery in that spot if Lawrence is off the board.
0: We don't generally know a lot about defensive tackles, even ones that play for these uh, premium schools like Notre Dame or Clemson, and so there might be for the casual fan a bit of a, um, you know, letdown or whatever. But you know, I would be thrilled with either guy, and I think there's a decent chance if they're both there, if that we're going to see one of these guys because I think J. Rob would love either one of them, and they understand what's going to make the parts that are already there better. Um, it, there are guys coming right after uh, that I mentioned. Simmons, I think, wouldn't last if he lasts as far um, from Mississippi State, injury or not. I, I think he gets overblown. Everybody's like, "Oh, if he was there every year, there's a guy or two that gets hurt, and then they make him better before the injury than he actually was." He's a good player. Uh, he, he, I don't think he's great, but right here, uh, Seattle, they're trying to shop Frank Clark. They have a pretty high because they know if he leaves next year, I mean franchise, they get a third round um compensatory picks so they're okay with that that's why they never traded Earl Thomas and never traded uh, Richard Sherman you know through all that and not, not when they first wanted to cuz they they were holding out for first round picks so i don't think Clark goes anywhere but even then eventually i think he will and i think Simmons they would jump all over him
1: yeah yeah, no, i agree i think that'll that that's going to kick off kind of another run for those athletes that are left at this this spot i mean it's going to depend on what the Titans do with their pick, and then that'll send a flurry of, of, of the following picks.
0: I think so. I think they'll pick uh, their lineman, and I think we'll see a, another uh, run on them. Uh, like you said, I think Grant Lindstrom from Boston College. He's the guy that's going to going to sneak up there and surprise some people and be in the uh, in the first round. The Ravens uh, have no problem drafting an offensive or defensive lineman. And I know they're uh, they have a, a new final. Decision makers since Aussie Newsom retired, he did some really kind of weird things last year in that draft. But I think they get back to who they are. I could see them taking. I mean, they um, they pretty good at tackle. They are not good at guard. And what does this could you could see a skill position guy go here? But honestly, what does. Um, what do they need considering, you know, who, who's going to be their quarterback next year? It's going to be really interesting either way to see. What do they need better than a good interior yeah, offensive lineman? they need to
1: prop that quarterback up. I mean, and, and that's what that's what the they'll question. do. And I you think. see
0: teams do that. Yeah, yeah they're, they're going to try to, to help him one way or the other on this side of the ball. And
1: uh, I'm pretty uh, familiar with Lindstrom. I mean, he's another one of those uh, ugly, you know, mm-hmm. dirty offensive linemen that you want to have on your team. Um, and, yeah. and I think that's a safe pick for them, right? <laughs>
0: yeah oh yeah and and they they're gonna make a pick like that they're gonna try to improve that side of the ball uh who who knows how but uh if they like a a receiver there but they've done so poorly at first round receivers i could even see them just doing what they sort of do best uh even though it's it's generally the same people in that front office just a, a different final decision maker i could see them going lindstrom uh i think he'd be worth the pick uh I've got T.J. Hawkinson going to the Texans. Speaking of teams, and this is just over and over, we said this, but guys, go look on Pro Football Focus. Go look on your favorite website and look who they got coming back. Look at how these guys graded out. These teams that that weren't great last year, that weren't playoff teams or didn't make a run of the playoffs, they they had severe limitations at offensive line. Uh, they have a young quarterback, Deshaun Watson, that they want to protect. I just don't know if there's somebody there for them to take in this scenario. Any of these guards that have gone before, if they're they're still on the board, I think Houston will take them. TJ Hawkinson is a guy that gets hyped as the next Travis Kelsey, but he's not as big as Kelsey, and he's not as athletic as any of these guys. He is a good player. Uh, and obviously, uh, Houston, we watch them uh, twice a year, Bobby. He's they They don't have anybody coming back that is going to move the needle tight end so this for me is as early as I see Hawkins to go I see mocks where the the Broncos take him at 10 we see that every year and almost every year we see these guys go 15 picks lower and so I, I see him I see him going here
1: yeah I mean uh, Iowa tight end um, I mean again certain schools produce certain players tight ends at Iowa yep. are pretty safe uh, if they need a playmaker at that position that's a good spot to go to um, good size, good hands. I mean, and he can block. So that's kind of where this league's going. Uh, just kind of that new new style of tight end.
0: Bobby, I'm not big on Devin Bush. Uh, no offense to him. I just, like we've talked about, I think uh, you can address that position uh, with a quality player in the third round, sometimes later. Uh, but Devin Bush could go to the Raiders. I could see that front office, I could see that coach just wanting to get more athletic, wanting to get faster on defense. Devin Bush, uh, he's not my favorite. He's just really light, but I could see them with these uh, back two first round picks just just trying to get more athletic and faster. What do you think? Yeah,
1: I mean, and that's the thing. They're both they're going defense with both of those picks. Uh, Devin Bush, like you said, uh, not my favorite guy. Um, you know, he's three inches taller than I am, so that. You know, I, I just, yeah I just at that position he's not my kind of guy uh, that I want to stick there I mean i, I know there's kind of uh, s- some guys that have had success being vertically challenged playing in the middle but um history is not on their side and and i don't I just don't love that guy's game i mean I, I don't think it'll translate well um, especially at this position and, and uh, this pick so
0: yeah. DeAndre baker's another guy that got hurt by just being a high profile prospect for a long time also running a four five2 uh didn't help but there's a lot of corners that ran a low four five that are good corners that's it's not four six uh it does make a difference um, a lot of if this guy had run any slower i don't uh, there have been corners that ran a four six or slower that had been picked in the first round and i can't remember in the last decade one of them really turning out. DeAndre Baker's not that guy. The guy's got good speed, not great speed. The guy has, uh, for a long time at Georgia, the guy had 2,000 snaps at Georgia, so a a two-and-a-half-year starter. This guy faced a lot of good receivers in his time, and he did well. So, yeah, that's hurt him. But here, uh, at this pick, uh, at 25, the Eagles... I think they would jump all over him because, yeah, I think maybe some things. I think maybe that speed has kept him from being, uh, you know, a top ten pick or top fifteen. Because when you see him on tape, the guy's got top fifteen skill. Um, but honestly, I don't think he would go any uh, lower than here. Uh, you know, Philly has used some some draft capital on corner, but you see them continue uh, to to attack positions of need. And when you look at it, they don't have a good third uh corner i think they would be all over the sky at 25.
1: yeah i mean i think it's again uh, a safe pick and a, a athletic position that, that you want on the field um and again he comes from a good school at georgia that, that produces these guys uh you know year in year out so um not not a stretch pick at all
0: bobby the indianapolis colts started one in five last year and they made it to the second round of the playoffs. This is a team that I unfortunately had to watch really make an improvement on the fly. They had an excellent draft last year by picking not sexy picks. They picked uh, two guards with uh, um, two of their top three picks, and then they absolutely nailed Darius Leonard. This guy was an excellent pick from uh, South Carolina State. Most people never heard of him, and they they did good down the line. Now they need a playmaker. I don't think DK Metcalf is going to go in the first round. I really don't. Uh, He did not have really good production, and I know there were other guys, but he just didn't. There is a guy here, and it's going to be kind of their flavor that they like. Um, Bobby, there's a player that uh, played big-time college football uh, in the Big 12, and um, he had over 2,000 yards receiving in college, 6'5", 227 and uh it has absolutely perfect measurables. he ran under four or five at six65227. that's Hakeem Butler. Iowa State was a team. when you see these guys coming out of nowhere and be good, usually years later they have one or two really good pros yep. um, this guy is from a deep pass catching standpoint is the top guy in this draft. it's not dK Metcalf. Uh, this guy is a little bit overlooked. Indianapolis is going to pick a receiver here I think unless somebody they just really like falls there, it's going to be their question who they like. And I think they're going to be emboldened by the success that they had last year to where they're going to be out of the box a bit. And I, I could see them going Butler here. What do you think?
1: Yeah. I mean, they're going to go uh, offensive skill position. I think uh, just like you, I mean, you know, give it, give them another weapon um, that they, they, they don't, really have too many weapons on offense. Um, you know, they're, they're not that kind of sexy offense that that, that you were just talking about. Um, so I think they will invest uh, in a weapon there um, unless something crazy happens with those D linemen um, and that, that opens up somebody for them as an option. But uh, yeah, I, I think they go a skill position um, and, and like you, I'm not a fan of Metcalf uh, other than his washboard abs. I mean, there's not, much that I enjoy in his game. Um, I think he's kind of been overhyped because of the way that he looks uh, physically. Um, he's more of a second rounder to me um, than, than, than first round.
0: Absolutely. Bobby, the Oakland Raiders two seasons ago had one of the better offensive lines in the NFL. That fell apart last year, and then they've traded uh, some assets away in the offseason. If they're smart, they'll take uh, a tackle here. There's a guy that a lot of people don't know about that I think is going to sneak into the first round one way or the other. When you look at a guy from a small school, Bobby, I want a guy that's got the measurables, was a late bloomer, and started his first day on campus. And we got a guy in at Northern Illinois, Max Sharping, that did just that. He graded extremely well. He's 6'5", 327. This guy was as good against the run as he was the pass. And this guy – Took 4,000 snaps in college. This guy was an immediate starter and in the last three years gave up one sack. So, yeah, it's Northern Illinois, but they play Northern Illinois, but they play uh, three or four times a year. Really good competition uh, because they have to. And uh, the Mac is a bit underrated anyway. You see a lot of good players come from the Mac. Bobby, I think this guy goes in the first round. I think Oakland uh, would be smart. To take him right here?
1: Yeah, I mean, they definitely would be smart to take a player like this uh, and 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 help that O line. Uh, but it's Oakland, and I just don't see them taking a guy from the MAC. I just think uh, you know they're they're kind of in a position to, to, to take these sexy type of Hollywood picks, um, and, and I think they need well, to do I mean, something Mayock like Mayock is,
0: is a decent guy, but he does seem. I mean, this is a guy that was literally uh, an analyst last year. You wonder. Uh, you just wonder because you don't know. And the other guys that take these jobs, like John Robinson, this guy really was a lifer. He spent 20 uh, years just being a scout on the ground level. So, yeah, some some of these guys can have success. But, yeah, it makes you wonder. But for me, this is the kind of guy to be looking at. I wouldn't care about where he went to college. But you see some of these guys that aren't as experienced. You see them look at the sticker price. You see them look at the brand of the school. You see them look at other things. But this guy has NFL tackle written all over
1: he here. does um and that's that's definitely a, a position of need for them um but a, again I, yeah. I just wouldn't be shocked to see them take uh with their three picks take three you know known commodities and and maybe not go for a stretch uh out of a at smaller the of the school first like round, that. yeah i mean there's still some at really good players round. left at the end of uh, the first round of your mock so uh
0: oh absolutely a lot of name them. players yeah. yeah
1: i could see them sticking to that script
0: I think the value of this draft is from 15 to 40 and it isn't a lot of drafts, but, and that, that's why, you know, um, I'm happy, you know, obviously the Titans are picking a 19 cause they'll be right there at the, uh, kind of the precipice of getting one of the player they really like, because, these guys in the in thirties, you'll we're going to see a lot of movement. But
1: uh, I did read a uh, report uh, earlier this week that uh, Mayock and Gruden sent home all their scouts because they didn't know who to trust. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what that tells you if, if there's any chaos well, in that war room or if uh, and there might be. Who knows? Yeah, if Mayock, but well, like, you know what I think it means. I think, I means.
0: <laughs> I think my, Mayock knows from being in the media that the those guys talk because they want to get buddy-buddy with those guys, and they want favors, and they want a name. So these lower-level scouts, they might talk to a Mayock or a Kuiper. because it's weird how a lot of these National Monk drafts get pretty accurate in the 48 hours before, and I think nobody knows that better than Mayock. So I think he said, hey, we're going to send them all home because we don't want this getting out because, honestly, them more than anybody else – uh, if anything gets like it could really hurt them because they've got the three picks and and, and all that. So that it's really volatile for them. I don't necessarily – now, it could be crazy in there, and they could have dysfunction. And it could just be that Mayock, Mayock doesn't trust these guys because he knows how it works. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I think that out of all the teams drafting, um, you know, outside of obviously the Titans, uh, I, I'm really interested to see what Oakland does and, and how they use these no picks that they've kind of picked up since Gruden's been there.
0: They're they're one of those national teams, even though they haven't had tons of success in the last 15 years, they'll have a ton of fans there and they'll be out and they'll be rowdy. And it will be interesting because they, they really control a big part of the narrative of the draft because they have so many picks and because they have such volatile, interesting folks, you know, making, making the decisions for them. Um, But yeah, if they're smart, they'll take Sharping. I think he's a really good player. Uh, This is what you see in the late first. You see uh, these big name guys, go in the thirties because teams are trying to get better at specific places. You saw it for sure last year. I think Winovich, who a lot of people see as a second round guy, I think the chiefs, obviously they had some issues on defense. I think it's, uh, like obviously Hollywood Brown is here. And if this happens, people are going to clamor for him because we don't know about Ty Hill's future, uh, with that team, but, um, because of some issues this off season, uh, but, honestly, as bad as they were on defense, I think they'll take the best front seven guy available. I think in their history, uh, you could look that – they're going to like uh, w- Winovich. I know you're not a huge fan because he's a Michigan guy, but what do you think about the pick?
1: Um, I mean, at, at, you know, at, at, I don't know. Let me start over. Uh, okay. I, I'm just not a fan of Winovich, man. Uh, I think he was kind of uh, – a lot of hype um I, I think he kind of was self-promoting himself a lot this year um with with that silly uh comeback tour or whatever they were calling it revenge tour um that michigan kind of was trying to go back and and beat you know their rivals and all this jazz and just blah 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 um i mean i never really saw him take over a game um and and the same goes for um, the, the other guy that they have on that D line. Um, I don't think we've had him go off the board yet. Um, no. I just, Gary, uh, I mean, these guys, uh, Winovich maybe less or so than Gary, but they, I, I feel like both of them were kind of leaders in their own right, but not never lived up to what they were supposed to be. Um, but again, I mean, I think it's a safe pick. I think in Kansas city, uh, he, he works out there. Um, especially with his size.
0: Yeah, at 29, I, it's, a, it's a place I think they would go. And the best way to kind of get better in a hurry uh, is uh, to, to take a good pass rusher de- yeah. defensive line. Yeah, and they need a so, pass
1: rusher too. So
0: He doesn't have a really high ceiling, but I think he could uh, get on the field for the experience. Yeah, he's not going to get much uh, better what than what you've lost. seen. So No, he's not. And guys like that don't usually. But um, they're losing uh, D Ford off of a team uh, that wasn't really good getting to the passer anyway last year, so they'll they'll have to go uh, here I think. Um, at 30, the Green Bay Packers is their second pick in the first round. Bobby, they're just gonna they're just gonna take a flyer because they can, and I could see Hollywood Brown going here. You watch his tape; he's fun, but he's just catching a lot of wide open passes. He had two really good quarterbacks the last two seasons. The guy has a, a exceptional speed. He's very small, uh, but here at 30. If you've already uh, picked a guy uh, at the top of the first, Bobby, I think they'd be all over Brown.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, Again, there's a couple of players that I like better than him available, but I think, like you said, Green Bay at this point is playing with house money. They've already had their picks, uh, and they're going to kind of maybe reach for a guy that that otherwise they wouldn't at this pick. But um, I could see him being a good fit there.
0: He's not my favorite receiver in this draft. We're going to get to him uh, at 32. But at 31, the Rams, I think, are, you know, they tried to patch up their uh, issues at at cornerback. Um, And Talib played pretty well. But on the other side, uh, they they didn't get a lot of consistent play. They have no youth in their defensive backfield, really. Uh, Byron Murphy, some guys are higher on him than I am. I think this would be a good um, uh, kind of range for him. You're going to see him higher in other places. He's the the corner from um, uh, U-Dubs, from University of Washington, Byron Murphy. Um, what, what do you think? They, they, they could certainly use uh, get, getting younger on the back of their defense. Right? Yeah,
1: I mean, especially with kind of what what they have going out the door um, in, in some of the older players in that secondary. Um, they definitely want to kind of shore that up, um, especially – with free agency looming on that D line for them. So it, you know, are they going to be able to keep that D line together? Um, is the question.
0: Hard to say. Last pick, guys, the Patriots. They're so, I I can't tell you how many times Bobby, uh, Oh, the Patriots will take this guy. They'll take this guy. Well, here's what they'll do. Uh, something smart, probably do they hit every pick? No, but you know, Obviously, you can't argue with their track record and what they've done. My favorite receiver in this draft is A.J. Brown from Ole Miss. It's so ironic that they talk about the other guy, and I hope he does well. I'm sure he's a great kid and everything. A.J. Brown had 1,300 yards receiving last year, Bobby. People don't know that. This guy is six foot tall. He's over 200 pounds. He ran in the four fours. Uh, I mean, what does that sound like, to you, Bobby? I mean, this guy, they'll be lucky if he's here. I, I think there's a chance the Titans could absolutely fall in love with him. Do I think they need to take a receiver first? No, but this guy, um, he has X size almost, but he played out of the slot a lot at Ole Miss. He was everywhere, he runs good routes. He's polished. I just think A.J. Brown would be absolute still here. I could see him going earlier. I don't hear a ton of talk about him. He was the best offensive player that Ole Miss had in years. Yes,
1: yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, I mean, this is the kind of guy that Tom Brady gets and Tom Brady loves to have on his team. Uh, A.J. Brown uh, in a Patriots uniform, hell on wheels, I think. Uh, this guy plays in the slot. He plays uh, you know, fast. He's a good route runner. Um, and I think this is the kind of guy that Tom Brady can, you know, make a living throwing his little five, 10 yard passes to you. And then this guy turns it into 15, 20 yards. Um, and you're right. I mean, this is where they go. I think the tight end, the Gronk thing, a lot of people have, uh, Irv Smith Jr. going here. I just don't. I think he's too yeah, short. Yeah, he's, he's uh, too I think short. He's
0: more H back type. He's going to be a good player, yeah. uh, but not. And they're not going to like him because he just doesn't. No, there's not. There are some good six foot two tight ends. Uh, Delaney Walker is one, but they don't go in the first yeah, round.
1: Yeah, and I don't think, uh, like you said, they're going to do the smart thing. I don't think they're going to go tight end here. I think they'll uh, address that in other ways. Uh, maybe a trade Their biggest later need on. Is receiver. Yeah, they need it's a receiver. It's not even tight end. Their biggest need is yeah.
0: receiver. They would, I'm sure, they would be delighted. We can't predict what they're going to do, but if AJ Brown's there, I, I am yeah. pretty sure they would pick. This is a guy that Tom he's Brady versatile. loves. Yeah, he's versatile. He's production, but uh, hopefully, he won't be there. I mean, hopefully, he'll go earlier. I, I think you don't hear much about him uh, earlier in the first, but wouldn't shock me. Um, guys, I, I know some of you are thinking, "Where's Noah Fant? Where's DK Metcalf?" Uh, obviously maybe the most beloved player in this draft for Titans fans is is Bradbury from North Carolina State Bradbury is really good but you don't see guys that are just gonna be able to play center I don't think he's big enough to play guard uh, he's a made player he's uh he's one of those you know tough guy players I see him going I, I have him going 36 to the 49ers and yeah somebody can fall in love with him and take him based on need but, guys, I really think we're going to see Bradbury 30s. I could be wrong. We could pick him. Uh, Metcalf does not have the production. Uh, I, I have him going 35 to the Raiders. Noah Fant, um, you know, he did not have a ton of production. He just looks like Some of these guys just get sort of made, and I could be wrong. But usually this is where you see guys like this that have just been beat to death as far as their name over and over because they have counting stats. They went to big schools or somebody just falls in love with them or they have a good agent that that – Got articles written about him. I see Noah Fant, 34, to Indianapolis. Uh, other guys people talk about, it. Nikhil Harry, he's good, but he had a lot of drops, and um, uh, he didn't have as good of a year last year as he before. I could see him going to maybe 41 to Denver. Greg Little is a guy that could definitely be a first-rounder based on need. He's a tackle from Ole Miss. But uh, sometimes guys like that have questions, and he's, he's definitely had some inconsistent play. I could see him going uh, early second. Uh, these are guys that that might surprise some people. Irv Smith, like you said, I just don't think he's big enough.
1: No, I mean, I, I don't. I'm not sure that we had Tillery going anywhere.
0: Uh, I just kind of wanted to mention those guys, Bobby, uh, because uh, so, some of our listeners might be like, "Hey, where's this guy? Is there is there anybody that I left out, Bobby?"
1: Other than uh, option B for for the Titans, but I missed him.
0: Um, I missed him. I have him twenty eight to the Chargers. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that makes sense.
0: At 28, Bobby, I think Tillery would be obvious for the Chargers. They've got some talent on the front seven of their defense. They don't have a really good defensive tackle. Uh, I think he they would be thrilled if he's there. He may not be. Uh, but I think his absolute floor – is uh, Los Angeles at
1: 28. Uh, I, I agree. I mean, if if things don't fall uh, the way that you've got them, you know, set up in place here, um, I think he goes earlier than that. Uh, if they do, I don't see him getting past Oakland or the Colts, uh, honestly. Uh, I think either one of those two teams would take him, um, especially, you know, not not to make too much of the Mayock connection, but Mayock, Mayock has seen him play, you know, every week for, for two years while he was doing Notre Dame games. Um, and he knows what, what what Tillery can bring to the table. I mean, again, he's just a super big athlete, a uh, smart kid, comes from yeah. a good school. Uh, I think he'll be a plug-and-play pass, pass rusher there Great length. Um, and played injured.
0: Those guys don't usually go at 28. They go a lot yeah. earlier.
1: So uh, I think if he's here at 28, that'll be a great pick for the Chargers.
0: Guys, that's our mock draft for 2019. We're thrilled. We hope we see everybody in three days. We're going to be back with you in the next few days. We're going to do a seven-round titans mock and then the night before the draft we'll do some kind of day of we've been to the draft before so we kind of want to for those of you that are gone kind of give you some tips uh and just talk about it and we'll do reaction podcasts uh through the weekend guys thanks for hanging with us and uh we'll talk to you later tighten up